From Orlando, Florida and Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to the 1330 Podcast with your hosts, Keith Neighbor and Brent Bailey. Pulling from nearly half a century of experience, Brent and Keith share unique wisdom and proven insight to build the leader within you. Interact with us now on Facebook and Twitter at 1330podcast or email your questions and comments to 1330podcast at gmail.com. The 1330 Podcast starts right now. Welcome back to the 1330 Podcast. I'm Brent Bailey. I am Keith Neighbor, and, and excited woo, to be here. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. We are, uh, we're just... Uh, and we're dedicating your... uh, this program to the American dream, Dusty Rose, oh, rest in peace. May God, uh, God bless yeah. his soul forever. Um, that was a wrestling reference for yeah. all of you people that have no idea what we're talking about. We turned into 12-year-olds You again. don't know about hard times, Daddy. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sorry. Anyway, we've been talking about on the last podcast about how ministry opportunities exist everywhere, and it's going to be up to the body of Christ to capitalize on these in order to really harness the real power of ministry, because what we can do is limited, but the entire uh, entity of the body of Christ has so much more opportunity to do it. Well, when we were talking last time, we talked about what you were doing with uh, the Chamber of Commerce and Dr. Phillips, and you guys have been the the people that the volunteers of the year for the last two years through, um, well, ballot box stuffing and actually doing exactly. something. But it was actually exactly. through doing something that you you know that they've given you that award. But we as we as pastors and pulpit ministers have to get across to people the importance of getting out there and actually doing something because if you just listen to the news. Uh, you know, read the paper, read on the internet, wherever you're getting your news from, you would think that the church is dead and that, that nobody is going to church anymore, that the churches are dying, that, that nobody is making a difference in, in what's going on with the church. And that, you know, just that really the world is just running wild over the church. And, and to me, that's really not the case because with what I'm doing as, as a, as a project manager, working out with people I have people all the time that are that are asking questions that want to know about about God, about the things of God, and and what's happening. I when when we were talking when we were getting ready for this, my son races motocross, and before he goes out and gets up at the starting gate every single race, we pray, and it amazes me that whether we're at the starting gate or whether we're back in the pits when we pray. When Sam bows his his head, he's got his helmet on, and you can tell because of the visor and everything, he bows his head, and I go over and grab his hand, and we pray for protection and that he rides to the best of his ability, and we pray for protection for everybody else. Anybody else that's around us, Brent, they bow their heads, and they pray too, and it doesn't matter. You should hear, I mean, you hear some of the, the craziest language coming from both, the, most of the time, the dads, sometimes the moms, and the kid that's riding. But man, I'm telling you, when we bow our heads to pray, they are all about it. Yeah. And we've got to understand, and we have to keep in mind, the world's not winning. No. They'll just tell you they are. Of course they are. Everybody wants to be on the winning team. We're actually on the winning team and think that we're getting our butts handed to us every day of the week. Right. And in actuality, I think that we're winning, but the world has convinced us that we're the losers. Right. And and, and really, things are not naturally drifting the way that the, 
the mainstream media and popular opinion tells you. The thing that is drifting is our confidence in it, maybe, but but really, there are. I mean, what do they think? Fifty million churches in America. I mean, it's some it's crazy, crazy. Uh, astronomical number like that. And I probably should Google it while we're on the air here. But um, I mean, those are those are. They may not be overflowing, but they're comfortably full. I mean, there's very few churches that are just empty every week. Uh, most of them have congregation and congregants, people showing up because there is a, and it's not just here. It's every, it's, it's Absolutely all over the it world. Is. There's people that are, are searching for God and looking for God and have a relationship with God. And, and the thing is, is we would all really see God if we would take these opportunities to show God because he lives inside of us. We are his hands and feet, Brian. We are his hands and feet. And so, you know, as you were sitting there talking, we were we were discussing also of of how um I went into the Chamber of Commerce there and, and was talking to them about uh, a little project. We're just doing a project outside of the the four walls of the church. We're doing something where we're we're going to attempt and I'm believing God for the the full amount to do it. Uh, how much you believe in for, Brent? For uh 15,000. Is that right? Yeah, fifteen thousand dollars was fourteen thousand five hundred. No, no, excuse me, sixteen thousand five hundred, and we're down to somewhere around thirteen and change. Right so, now. if somebody wanted to give to that, could they give? They to could. It? They could go right to our website. There's a big banner right on the front that says "Back to School." So, what, what website trying, would that well, be? Well, let me tell everybody what we're doing first. Well, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm trying to raise money here, Brent. <laughs> well, we're going to supply four hundred and seventy underprivileged students in one of the worst neighborhoods in Orlando, uh, Tangelo Park. Um, 100% of the students there are on government assistance for breakfast, lunch, and then they go to after-school programs where they get dinner. Some of those kids, now we can't confirm how many, but some of those kids, they go to they go uh, home on Friday and don't eat again until they come back on Monday. Well, they're out of school right now. So how many of those kids are really, you know, what kind of situation are they in? Um we are doing our best to try and get their school supplies taken care of for the school year coming up. So 470 students, $16,500. And when I was at the Chamber of Commerce presenting this need to them, um, I didn't get up and preach and I didn't get up and say Shondai and I didn't get up and wave my Bible at them. I got up and talked about how we have an opportunity as good people to do something. And then I tagged a little scripture on there to it. And I introduced the concept of giving that Jesus talked about and was able to bring ministry back into it. And I was floored at people from all walks of life sitting there, all different kinds of backgrounds, suddenly wanting to know why we're doing it. How do I get involved? And that day we, I think we raised in just a few short seconds, like a thousand dollars, just snapping Unbelievable. So you know, I think we're down to like thirteen thousand dollars is what we need. And if you want to get involved and give towards the kids at Tangelo Park, it's d it's Direction Church, and it's a banner right on the front there. And there's no dot com anymore. It's Direction Church. Nice. And you can give right there. Um, Thirty five dollars gets one kid's backpack and all of his school supplies. Okay, so the advertisement is over, Brent. Your your time is up. Well, you're the on one that who started one, so. that. Well, anyway, I know that, but, but I just don't want is, to. Is the ministry opportunity that was presented outside of the church. Now I know I'm a pastor, but I went in there and presented to these business people, and how they grabbed a hold of that was very refreshing 
to see somebody who's not in ministry and, and, and may go to church and, you know, and come from a different kind of background that we get, but they wanted to make a difference in the lives of somebody else. And it's amazing to me how many people don't really look at that as ministry and it's just like a good deed, but that's what ministry is. Well, I also think that people have lost sight of the fact that people are good. We, we tend to, we fear what we don't know. We fear who we don't know. And we really assume the worst out of everybody when we don't know them. And we, we could go into our story of how before we started working together, we had some people saying that we were going to hate each other right. and we were never going to get along and you're not going to like him and he's not going to like you. And we didn't listen to that and we became best friends and have been since 2001, 2001. Yeah. I mean, where our relationship goes back a long ways and we've actually gone on to do some really great things because we didn't assume the worst of the other one. And if we, when we go out into our everyday life and actually out into the world, if we would assume the best of people that the, the person standing on the street corner, holding the sign saying that they need help. If we actually assumed that they really needed help, what a difference that makes. Yeah. I had a I, I didn't I, I don't carry cash with me. I live in the in the cashless society right now for the most part. Once in a while I have a couple of bucks with me, but I usually don't carry a lot of money with me. I had a protein bar with me one day. There's a guy standing at the street corner with a sign that said, Anything helps. Anything helps. So I rolled my window down. That was my lunch. I don't normally stop for lunch. I don't have time. Most of the time, I'm running between job sites. So I gave this guy my lunch. I rolled the window down, and I apologized. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't have any money. But I go, I've got a protein bar. And he goes, thank you. I'm hungry. Thank you. It, it mattered to him. Yeah. It wasn't like he looked at it and threw it on the ground. He actually opened his backpack up and put it in there. And everything the man owned, as far as I know, was in the backpack. Yeah, yeah. Now... Was he out there? You know, because we always look at those guys like, oh, well, these guys are out well, there and they're making and there a great are, living. And there, and blah, blah, blah. there are people there are doing charlatans, that. But that doesn't mean you know everybody what? is. There's, but but that wouldn't. Yeah. yeah it, so then if you're in ministry, then that makes you a charlatan because there's charlatans out there. So if we're assuming exactly. the worst of everybody. Well, I mean, it's like lawyers and used car sales. That's right. Every, every one of them are crooked. And, and that's not true. Right. And and that's why I'm saying that if we would start assuming the best in people. Which I think is And what, instilling that in people is, as is pastors. That what loving is love is supposed to be. It is. It's supposed that, to be that. But we as pastors... Because we stand behind this pulpit and isolate ourselves from one another. I, I know a guy who's a pastor who felt like he had been so isolated and removed from people that were that didn't go to church. He had just surrounded himself and had been working at a church for so long that he went and joined a motorcycle club. Not a gang, but he, he joined a motorcycle club for the express purpose of being around people that didn't go to church. And said... It was the most refreshing time of his life because he was actually able to, he said before they'd go and ride, they would have him pray before they ate. It right. didn't matter where right. they were at. He stood up on top of a bar and prayed over their food before <laughs> they ate one day because they all knew he was a pastor. Yeah, yeah. They didn't care. Right. So I that's where I come back. I get a little wound up about this well, because everybody's assuming the worst. Right. 
and we're afraid of everyone, and we think we're but, losing, and we're not. Think, think back to the times when you were in high school or, or whatever, or, or college, and and you were, you know, when you were younger and got saved, and before you were in the ministry, when people knew you were a Christian, just by you them knowing you're a Christian, you went to church, they talked to you different, and that that is an open door. For ministry now, it doesn't always have to be like you say. You know, pray, pray with me, brother. Let's just kneel down right here. But I mean, a, a simple seeing you bless your food at school, um, you know, tipping your waiter, a real tip. I mean, yeah. all those things are opportunities to make people see what you have on the inside of you. It's integrity. I think when we were doing our production notes, I wrote down what you said. It's the integrity that you decide to walk in in your business. It's the love that you have for yep. people that, that are hurting or not hurting. Um, I think if you can capsulize it into a statement, it's it's allowing the fruit of the Spirit to abound out of you and in into the lives of others. That's right. If you'll walk with integrity in what you do, as a as a believer, as a Christian, not as a pastor, not as a as a minister, but as a believer, you would I think we'd all be amazed at the difference that it would make in the world. And if we as Christians would start acting like Christians, I think that our churches would all grow. And I think that more people would want to come in and be like us if we would act a little more like Christ in our dealings with other people because he assumed the best of everybody. That's right loved everyone and you'd have a major impact on people and you, you just don't even hardly understand what that is and i guess we're going to pick up here when we get back together again and so uh, if you'd like to reach out to keith or i you can get a hold of us at 1330 podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter uh, and on facebook at 1330 podcast or you can reach out to us personally at the neighborhood and that's spelled like n-a-c-h-b-o-r-h-o-o-d on twitter or Brent the Big Dog. Until next time, this is Brent Bailey. And I'm Keith Neighbor. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for the 1330 Podcast with Brent and Keith. We want to hear from you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter today at 1330podcast or email us directly at 1330podcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for another 13 minutes and 30 seconds geared to change you into the leader that you and those who follow you want you to be.